0: First of all, the title of your podcast is fantastic, Broadway Bullshit, (laughs) and I want to dig down a little bit into what exactly that means. Does it mean that Broadway is bullshit? Is it about the bullshit surrounding Broadway, (laughs) or is it just literally bullshit about Broadway?
1: Um, Yeah, so...
0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. I'm Austin Titchener, one-third of the Reduced Shakespeare Company, and you're listening to this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, now in its 15th year, number 760, Some Broadway Bullshit. Abby Harris is the co-creator and co-host of Broadway Bullshit, the seasonal weekly podcast that examines Broadway musicals and discusses whether they should fly, die, or retry. It was fun to sit down one theater podcast host to another, Uh, and Abby started our conversation by explaining what Broadway Bullshit was almost called.
1: we were working on was Broadway bitches we just wanted it to be catchy sure um, but bitches is gendered and also like we don't the word bitch is also like controversial in how we should or should not use it right. in contexts um, and actually my, my podcast teacher I was in a podcast class at the time told me that, that that it was a bad name to my face said it was a bad name
0: Broadway and, bitches yeah.
1: yeah and I was like well that's rude to say yeah. sir it's a great <laughs> name but then I went back and I was like okay Maybe he's right.
0: Like, I don't know. Was, was bitching about Broadway ever a thing?
1: We tried bitching uh, about a verb? Yeah, no, we tried bitching about Broadway. We, we were just throwing out a lot of ideas, and then we kind of said Broadway bullshit. And at the time when we first first started, we were, we were aware that uh, both Cassidy and I have been teachers, and we've taught together, and yeah. we've taught young kids together. Yeah. So initially we were trying to keep the podcast at something that, some of our younger students could listen to. So like first season, I was really good about editing out like cuss words and stuff like that. We've, we've since looked at our numbers and people that are too young don't really listen. So we don't really care, <laughs> but we liked Broadway bullshit cause it could also be called Broadway BS.
0: Oh, nice. Yes, which could yes. be
1: a way. And like we were interviewed for a kid's camp, um, podcast right. and they did call it Broadway BS. So it can be edited down. And, um, We also liked it because we both were summer camp kids. And when you played BS, you know, you could call Mm -hmm. peanut butter. So that way, if we ever say anything wrong on the podcast, we're always like, oh, yeah, you can peanut butter us to tell to let us know, like (laughs) what we've said that is wrong. Uh It kind of it just like. It started, we kind of liked it, and then we were riffing on it, and we were like, oh, okay, well, then clearly this is it, you know?
0: Well, if I understand it, this started as a class assignment, but it is clearly a a subject about which you are
1: passionate. No, it started when Cassidy called me. Cassidy and I met when I went to UT, and um, we really just, (laughs) we met because she was wearing a Sesame Street shirt, and I was like, oh, my God, nice shirt, and then she really liked, like, the entire story behind Sesame Street, and she was telling me about it, and I was like, "Oh, oh, we like we like art that creates community," and we both kind of just connected on that. Um, and then she reached out to me September of the pandemic, mm-hmm. and what she had just graduated college in the pandemic, and she was like antsy to do something again that felt like hers again that felt like art again she's currently at nyu and she she's all about like art for community and you know we see you white american theater was like oh yeah theater tries to think that it's like this really safe perfect place when really it's also problematic and it perpetuates a lot of stories and we're tired of seeing those stories right
0: And is this true theater generally or Broadway specifically or all of the above?
1: I think both. And I think that, like, Broadway being the capitalist. Perfect place for it Is just like the recipe for disaster in some Ways like you know it's
0: inevitable right? yeah, yeah it's yeah, yeah, yeah you
1: yeah. can't avoid it and so Then the name just continued to be perfect Broadway bullshit because then it's like the bullshit Broadway puts on the bullshit Broadway perpetuates The bullshit that Broadway ignores Like we like to every now and then When we remember we call and that's Some Broadway bullshit you know like we Call it um,
0: <laughs> With with morning zoo disc jockey Wacky sound effects Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. sometimes I mean but <laughs> (laughs) Sometimes we forget the structure of our own show because it's not scripted.
0: Yeah. It's just,
1: yeah, we're just talking and then we're like, oh. How does what's what's next in our what do we do next? <laughs> right. Well, but
0: but even so, even as you describe it, it sounds like oh, it's it's this big takedown, which it, you discuss the problem. I mean, I've listened to a handful of episodes, and you discuss certainly problematic hmm. shows, um, but it really you can tell you can you can feel the love, as they say, yeah. feel the love of of Broadway musicals specifically yeah. that you guys have.
1: Yeah, and I think that's like. I'm not to say that I'm anti-cancel, quote, culture, quote, unquote, um, because, you know, some people, maybe they deserve some canceling. <laughs> yeah. It'd be like that.
0: Maybe there are some ideas we can retire as well. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But I do think that there's this, like, fear of cancel culture that people are like, oh, everything will end in this one particular moment if I make one wrong move. And I'm like, N- no, what you're not hearing is people asking you to learn and try to be better. Yeah. And I think I think Cassidy and I are trying to make that clearer to audio like i think that's what we're trying to be like no they're asking you to change N- not to like stop being altogether
0: you know what uh, tell better jokes
1: yeah you know just oh that would be funnier to me if not stop you know right
0: right i mean we're we're updating our scripts all the time yeah. because what was funny even a couple of years ago doesn't land the same way now
1: yeah, and I don't this is what I said on the producer episode. It's just like humor is constantly changing yeah. and I said that the producers if they we were to do it again, we would need a retry because even from the time that they did the original OBC into the movie, they had to update the jokes just because humor is constantly changing. Sure. Sure.
0: Sure. They they cut thankfully Donald Trump out of In the Heights because yeah. for all sorts of reasons.
1: Yeah, cuz that guy sucks.
0: <laughs> yeah. Hot take. Thank you for that.
1: I don't know if you're ready for that controversy.
0: Wow. You are really right up there on the bleeding edge.
1: Yeah. That guy sucks. Um,
0: And you heard it here first.
1: 2021 hot take. Donald Trump. Boom. Boom.
0: But that is one of the fun things that you talk about, and I can't remember which show it was. It was probably an old Rodgers and Hammerstein show that you guys were talking about on the episode, you know. And I grew up with the Ronald, 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 Ronald Reagan. Ronald
1: no. Reagan also sucks. Yeah, yes, he, uh,
0: yes, completely does. The Ronald and Hammerstein, Ron Rodgers and Hammerstein um, shows. I grew up with them, and I, and so some of those songs I really love, and some of and and yet all those shows. Almost all the shows to a man, if that's an expression I can still use, um, are really problematic.
1: No, yeah. that And, like, that's the, the kicker is I can't—I don't know what to do all the time. And I think that's also why I like our podcast because I I hope that listeners don't think that I always know what to do or Cassidy always knows what to do. But I, I like to think that ideally people— can at least talk about it. Yeah, well and
0: and and for you know old old dopes like me yeah. who think a certain way. What do you mean? What are you talking about? I love that shit. Your podcast is a great way to listen to to folks from your generation talking about how the those old shows land now. And yeah. and and hearing it and seeing it through your lens is really valuable.
1: And I I actually that's also why I really value, like I love Sometimes Cassidy and I'm like, God, we really just create such a beautiful synthesis together. Because Cassidy grew up listening to these musicals. Like, her dad is really, was always really into theater. And, like, it's a big part of her family to really like all of the Rodgers and Hammerstein and the Cole Porters and the Irving Berlins. And my family's great. Love Walter and Yvonne. Shouts out. But, like, homies don't know much about musical theater. Most of their information is um filtered through me. Yeah. So sometimes I take in these older shows immediately um what The King and I I think is the one of the was the first one we did. Okay. And I was like, "Oh, that's really uncomfortable to watch because that's that's a rape and that's a concubine and that's yeah. this and that's that and that's this and that's that." And I have no context of the like beauty and love, which is you know a weird thing to right. have, but Cassidy typically has this like deep pop culture history knowledge that I don't have. And she's like, these songs were played on the radio, and when she told me about that, I had no idea. Yeah. So it's, it's nice.
0: It's a great balance yeah. between the two of you. But you come to these conversations as also a performer of musical theater. That's right, <laughs> right? Because you were in a production of Fun Home, singing arguably the best song from that show?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I grew up doing musical theater. I think that's where my love obviously stems from, and uh, I'm a mover, so I don't.
0: A mover and a shaker, or a dancer? A mover what does that mean? A shaker. A, po- a person of power? Or what does that mean? <laughs> you
1: okay. know, I can do a little step touch. Okay. I give you a little shimmy. Okay. I got a time step or two in me. You know.
0: Nice. nice. Um, yeah, and I. <laughs> You're a double threat. <laughs> A one and a one point five threat.
1: Threatening, <laughs> you know. I'm very threatening. You're
0: threatening to something's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs>
1: threatening to true. break my ankle and you know bust a limb or something. Right. Uh, so I wish that I did more musical theater now, but that I live in L. A. You know the yeah. whole the whole yeah. thing of it. But yeah.
0: But you sang. I've been. I was getting you to brag about yourself a little bit. You no. sang. I'm changing my major to Joan. Yes. Arguably yes. one of the two best songs in that show.
1: What was the telephone wire being the other one? Ring of keys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was in Fun Home. I was in a big production of it at my college. I love Fun Home, obviously. And I loved being middle Allison. And we did an episode on Fun Home and I couldn't get myself to stop gushing about it. But if anybody's casting, you know, reach out.
0: (laughs) But that was a lot. I mean, that was a kind of a transformative show in many ways, and I don't, this is again another valuable thing uh, about your show to guys like me whose knowledge of musical theater kind of mostly stops uh, in the 70s or the 80s and I only know a handful of shows so I'll know you're something rotten you're fun homes, you're uh, what's that little show that um, Lin-Manuel Miranda wrote about about the guy and the money, doesn't matter, the point is um, um, you guys it's great he ta- hearing about the more recent musicals from you guys because you guys know them so well
1: yeah I, thanks I appreciate that sweet of you to say hi I'm Rachel Dratch and you're listening to the Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast
0: Where can you, RSC, the RSC? We're still the remote Shakespeare company for at least five or six more months, but we're beginning to have some small, cautiously optimistic conversations about returning to venues sooner than that if conditions and equity rules permit. We'll keep you posted on Facebook and Twitter as soon as we know anything more. Now back to my conversation with Abby Harris, the co-creator and co-host of the Broadway Bullshit Podcast.
1: I also like it because it it makes me, it gives me a reason to share my special interest, baby. Basically, like I get to, you know, I get to do all my personal research that I was gonna do anyways, and then I get to gush about it with yeah. one of my besties, yeah. which is my favorite part of it.
0: And do you plan your conversations, or do you you just go like you just go like we're doing right now? You just start talking.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and it's it scares some of our guests actually. Um, some of our guests work really well with it, and some of our guests get really really overwhelmed and a little bit uh jittery about it because we all we know is that we have to introduce what show we're doing we have to give a little bit of background about it mm-hmm. um which we don't typically look up one of us probably just knows it and um, we have to say if we think it should fly die or retry um <laughs> great look why uh-huh. on top of that and then we kind of just go song by song or if it's too long we go bit by bit sometimes when we really don't like it we're like and then i think this happens uh maybe that. I don't know. I think that happened. Ugh, I don't know.
0: Well, do you do the uh, do you do what I think is the most important thing in your podcasts, which is to edit the nonsense and the bullshit out of the episode, out of the conversation and just get right to it? Or is part of Broadway bullshit, <laughs> the bullshit?
1: Some of it's a little bit of the bullshit between yeah. me and Cassidy. Sometimes Because I just edit them, and sometimes I'm like, I think that's funny, and it stays. Sometimes it's a complete tangent that her and I go on, and I'm like, "Mm, it's funny. But I do edit out a lot of ums. A yeah. lot of ums because yeah. it's not scripted and because it's really, really not planned. Yeah. Sometimes we text about it. That's the other thing is we've been across the country from each other the whole time. Oh, right. Yeah.
0: And do you do it the, like we're doing, just sitting next to each other on a couch? Do you each have fabulous microphones in front of your laptops? How do you do it?
1: We Zoom and then we have microphones and we record each other, our audios separate of one another and then I line our audios up. Yeah. So it's been that the whole time. Right. Actually,
0: because you started during the pandemic,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. and she was in Austin and I was in LA. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: God, what would that? Will, will this be a brave new world for the next season, next upcoming episodes of Broadway bullshit? When you're actually facing each other in the same room?
1: Um, some of them will continue to be that because she moved to New York. Oh. but I do plan on going to New York in September to see her, see some other friends, and then see a show. Hopefully, Hades Town, if I can swing it, uh. and then. I would, I would like for us to record a couple together. I think that would be fun.
0: And how often do you do it? Is it a weekly? Is it a, it's a weekly?
1: Yeah, we do it every week. On which was insane to me. The first season we just did it weekly. We recorded it. I edited it. I was in my undergrad. I was drowning basically. And then the second season, I was like, can we still do it weekly? But can we at least be two weeks ahead so I have time for editing?
0: And. W- you you talk of you talk of seasons. How, how like how many episodes per season?
1: We typically try and do. We start. It's mostly just me and my friend hanging out. So as it changes, it changes, and we're like, "Hey guys, it changed." Um, but like, but
0: but you're not you're not committed to do it every single week, week in, week out, month in, month out.
1: No, we definitely don't do that. We 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 do seasons at a time yeah. because we took we you know we took like the winter off a little bit right now we're off we're about to start back up maybe again maybe in another month or so who knows we typically plan for about somewhere between 11 and 14 shows that we plan on doing and then we'll like watch them weekly and record with each other probably every sunday and then like as is the nature of working with your friends and on passion projects it changes and like the shows that we plan on doing get rearranged or We've we get we've meet another person who would be a great guest and then we bring them on and we're like, well, the perfect show for the Like the producers is the perfect example. Like I met that producer, brought her on. Obviously, we should do the producers. We did not plan on doing that. Yeah. It changed.
0: That's cool. That's fun. That's fun. So you can be um, um, spontaneous and respond to the moment because, I mean, aren't they going Won't there come a point at which you will run out of
1: musicals? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. No idea. This is. I'm I'm really happy that it's going as well as it is. I'm really happy that it, we're trying to market it and like trying to make some money back off of it, which is super cool. But the whole time for me personally, it's just been an excuse to hang out with Cassidy
0: and share your passion. Yeah. That's it for this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. You can hear Broadway Bullshit on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, or you can go to their website, broadwaybullshitpod.com, or follow them on Twitter at BroadwayBSPod or Instagram at BroadwayBullshitPod. Then send us your bleeding edge hot takes via email to feedback at reduced shakespeare.com. You can also find us and interact with other fans on our dedicated podcast page on Facebook at RSE Podcast, on Instagram at Reduced Shakespeare Company, or on my preferred platform on Twitter at reduced. You can also follow me on Twitter at Austin AustinTitchner, and I hope you'll check out my new website, The Shakespeareans. There you can find more information on how I can help you with monologues, presentations, or your writing projects. Check out the Shakespeareans. Com and my Patreon page, patreon.com slash Thanks, as always, to I'm changing my major to Matthew Croak, web services by Ginger Power Limited, music by John Weber and Garage Band. Our random fan shout-out this week goes to Jared Adcock. No reason, it's just random. Special thanks to Rachel Dratch, star of Saturday Night Live, and the Broadway-bound musical that unfortunately never made it there, Minsky's. And finally, thanks very much to you for listening. Please stay safe, get vaccinated, keep your masks on. I'm Austin Tischner, 760 2280ths of the Reduced Shakespeare Company. Thank you so much for doing the Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. I hope, there are, I hope there are some young people who want to listen to my stuff, and I hope some of my older people people will want to be listening to you
1: no i love it i like your podcast i listen to your podcast oh good yeah awesome. so i was super happy to do this this is a great <laughs> sunday for me
0: <laughs> this podcast is a production of the reduced shakespeare company reducing expectations since 1981 go to reduceshakespeare.com for performance dates actor bios email newsletters and so much, and less. So much, less. So much less. less so much less so much less so much less